Life Uncut podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This episode is recorded on Gadigal land of the Aurora Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Life Uncut. I'm Laura. And I'm Brittany. And this is our saucy little Saturday edition of our radio show, which goes out across the country every single Saturday between 10 and midday. It's a tight little package, though. We just oh, yeah, love a tight all. little package. We love a tight package. That's what he said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that got super bogan really quick. Sorry about that, guys. No, guys, we do have a really great episode. We are speaking to Ella Ding from Married at First Sight and Gavin Rubenstein from Lux listings we've got a really solid episode today yeah if you guys are, i mean i have been obsessed with lux listings i loved the first season it's so voyeuristic and like i asked him how much money he makes he kind of answered it in a roundabout way but we figured it out it's about 1.3 million for an 80 million dollar house oh no but that is just what he makes from one he's selling these all the time the guy two percent two percent of sales guys that's what he makes let's cut to the chase i love that also he was like i don't give out that information but i'll give you all the information you need to put it together to find out yourself yeah so if you can do maths you can figure out how much money the man makes but also we are talking about as you guys know I went on holidays this week and um, I had a very interesting little run-in with Matt a debate mind you about the things that you should or shouldn't take from a hotel and it seems like some people are very confused about the situation and I think it's pretty fucking clear. Well, I mean, for, for me, it's like, you don't. You just don't. Don't take anything from a hotel. The only thing I've ever taken from a hotel are a couple of hearts. Shampoo and conditioner. Oh, oh my God. What? Sorry. Okay, look, it's been a long day. My jokes are not great. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shampoo, conditioner and some hearts, but that's it. But no, guys, it's a great episode. We hope you enjoy. I like to take the sewing kit. Let me try that again, Laura. It's a, it's a, great, <laughs> it's a great episode. episode. <laughs> Let's get into it now. Let's get into it. The Life Uncut Radio Show. With Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. We Lux Listing Season 2 is out now. Amazon Prime Video. It's sensational. All about the crazy real estate market in Sydney. And the star of the show, one of the bigger hitters, Gavin Rubenstein, is here with us now. Hello, mate. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Gavin, nice to hear from you. It was nice to see you. Obviously, I saw you at the premiere a few nights ago, and what a premiere it was. Were you there, Britt? Yeah, I was there. I I mean, like, I'm actually in the market for some housing, so Gavin's been helping me out, look for some stuff. Sure. We're going to find something soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't even think Gavin would look sideways at the sort of apartment you might be looking at, Britt. What's what's she after? What are are some stipulations that Britt's given you? Look, if I were to divulge her, her budget, that'd be against confidentiality. So I'll leave that to her if she wants to, you know, explain that. But, um, I mean, look, I'll sell anything. doesn't matter how small or big. You know what I mean? It all goes into the same pot. So, Oh, um, stop it. I, I think that that's, that's like you being nice. I've seen the houses that you sell on Lux listings. What is the cheapest house you would sell these days? Um, no joke, three days ago I did a deal for $918,000 with my associate, Matthew Kemeny. It was a good one. Oh, there you go. And what is the most expensive house you have sold to date, Gavin? Um, I had an offer on something about two weeks ago for $27 million. <gasps> um, 
So we, we do all kind of ends of the spectrum, yeah. So, I mean, that's um, just pocket money, isn't it? Oh, stop it. Depends who you're asking. Not for me, but um, for, for some of the people that, you know, I come across and I'm fortunate enough to be present in this marketplace, yeah, for them it's... Um, it was an investment. So, how did you go doing season one? Because obviously, it would have been a new experience, being quite exposing, putting your business out there, and and showing yeah. the kinds of the kinds of houses, which are some of these houses in season one were absolutely astronomical. But how yeah. did it go filming season two, and what can we expect? Yeah, so I mean, look, first off, the properties in season two. In, in my opinion, are another level versus season one. So I think people who, who appreciate and are inspired by, you know, Lux properties are going to get super excited with, with the sort of properties that we are featuring. I mean, it's kind of like anything, you know, season one, I was a little bit wary of letting these new people into my life because I wanted to see the effect it would have on, first and foremost, my business and my brand. Um, you know, having the feedback that we did from that experience, I was kind of full curtains open for season two and now season three, which has been announced and filmed and haven't looked back since. It's been a ball. Well, look at you go. I have a question that it's got nothing to do with houses. First of all, are you single, Gavin? Oh, God. I'm not asking for me. No, I'm not asking for me. Are you single? Uh, Currently, I'm not. Actually. Is this yeah. is this breaking yeah, it's, news? It, it's a new it's a new thing for me for like the last I would say couple of months. It's a new experience for me, and it's so far so good. But you know, like we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm a young pup. I'm only thirty four. You know. Yeah, that makes me feel better. I'm thirty four too. I'm a young pup too. But since going on the show, so from you know, let's just call it pre Lux listings, life before Lux listings. Yeah. Was there a big change in the attention you got from females? Was it easier for you to pick up? Were people noticing you? Were they recognizing you? Or was it only until, is it, has it taken a little while for the show to really kick off and for you to get a lot more female attention? Basically, oh, have, you got laid more? have you got laid more? Have you got laid more? Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. It was a freaking game changer. And, um, wow. and, and I need to get me a TV show. <laughs> you have to do it. And nationally speaking, too, like, I mean, in December, I went around to few places around Australia just for, for a bit of a break. I mean, it was beyond my expectations in terms of the sort of pull it had. So, um, oh. <laughs> no, it was fun. It was fun, you know, and it is. it has been fun today. From houses to pickups. Gavin, I have a very personal question for you. What sure. commission do you make on the houses that you sell? <gasps> well, you know, it, it always depends on the deal, the client, the sort of house, but it, it really varies anywhere between my fees being 1.65% to 2% plus GST. So, I mean, for example, a, a building sellout I've got right now in Point Piper will value somewhere between 75 and 80 million. There's actually 30 million of those in just two apartments last week. So, can so, you do the maths for us yeah. on that? What, no, 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 because I never like to talk specifically about, you know, Laura's that sort of thing. But I'm, out now. All right, let's. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this. For a kid who, who failed school um, and didn't go to university when his mum was crying in year 12 about yeah. what his was going to look like, it's I'm on track to do okay, but I've got a long way to go. You're a superstar, buddy. Lux Listing Season 2 is available now, Amazon Prime Video. It's a brilliant series. We love it here. Gavin, just that we got to run, but can you just let me know off air if I... Um if I get the house that we're bidding on for 50 mil next week. Thanks. 100%. 100%. I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks, Talk Gavin. soon, buddy. Take See care, ya. Gavin. All new in 22. For your Saturday morning, the last uncut radio show with Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. On Kiss. Uh, right now, Laura, uh, you stole something this week? That's what I've got written down. Oh, Laura Byrne? You, you, that's what you have written it's down. It's got Laura committed crime this week. That's all I'm saying. Laura's going to jail. Yeah, okay. Well, it's been fun. I can't wait. There's, the police are just standing outside <laughs> the door there. here. Yeah. No, I didn't <laughs> steal anything, but I want to 
ask you guys. Mitch, you look like the sort of person who would uh, take your toiletries from a hotel. Are you someone who like oh. packs? When you go and stay at a hotel, do you like take all the freebies with you? Yeah, I, st- I had a wedding this past weekend and I stole a bathrobe, like a, a <gasps> dressing gown. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. oh. From on. a Novotel. Yeah, but that is very different to like the little moisturizers and stuff they put on the sink. No, it's I, as far as I'm concerned, those things are freebies. You oh. pay for the room oh. and you take them home. With I you. am so glad you said this because that is exactly where my story was going. Great. So I walked in on Matthew Johnson, yeah. my beloved partner, and we had to get we had to pack in a real frenzy because when we had to leave, it was like we were up in Byron when the storms hit and everything, right. and we were trying to get out of there. So we're and Matt is not a good packer at the best of times. <laughs> he is the sort of person, there's two people in the world, there's people who fold and there's people who shove, shove everything into a suitcase and he's a shover. Yeah. I was going to say, we talk about toilet paper, scrunching <laughs> yeah, or folding. Or, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think he'd also be a scruncher. But anyway, I walk in and he's there in the in the bedroom and he's shoving the kids' clothes in but whilst he's shoving the kids' clothes in, he's also shoving a bathrobe and we stayed, <laughs> oh! we stayed at Elements, we stayed at this beautiful hotel in Byron and he is shoving a bathrobe into the suitcase <laughs> and I was like, Matt, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm taking the bathrobe. Like it was casual. And I was like, you like, can't. They're not free. And then we had a full debate around what is and isn't free in a hotel. Yeah, I did the exact same thing with my partner. He was very mad that Guys, I took the bathrobe. spoiler, nothing is free in a hotel. <laughs> what no, is wrong with you You are two? paying a premium. Yeah, but you, don't pay, you don't take the bedding. You don't like, oh, need a, need a new duvet. <laughs> I'm going to okay. take the duvet. Do not bundle me into the same like absolute outrageousness as Mitch Churi <laughs> and Matthew Johnson. I don't think that you can take a, a bathrobe. I was like, I was shocked and appalled. And I was like, Matt, put the bathrobe back. And he's like, what about slippers? The slippers are surely free. And I was like, actually. <laughs> Yeah, they're free. Yeah. I was like, fair yeah. point. I think the slippers are free. He's like, what about the lamp over here in the corner? Because it's a really nice lamp. I think the lamp wouldn't be free. But because the slipper, okay. But do you know what, what happened? So yeah. we got more into this conversation and we decided to start debating over the things that you can and can't take. When I first started dating Matt, like fresh off The Bachelor, and I went to his like bachelor pad, yeah. he used to have really lovely towels. They were all mismatched, but they were really lovely towels. Oh. He's a thief. Yes. After oh, no. us being together for five years, I've just found out that all the towels that he used to own were stolen from hotels. Do you know what? Last time you guys came for dinner, I have some towels missing from my house. <laughs> he used the bathroom and now they're gone and now I know exactly where they are. Matt, oh. Matt walks out with a big tote bag and it's just full of Brittany Hockley's <laughs> towels and also a bathrobe. That's gold. I think it's fine. You don't. Oh, we want to take your calls. 131065. What have you taken from a hotel? Give us a call. Let's see what Neve thinks on 131065. Neve, what have you taken from a hotel? Hi. Two bathrooms. Two very nice bathrooms. See, why is everyone taking bathrooms? Also, did you get a call? Did they ask you to pay? for it. Uh, yeah, so I was staying at a uh, B&B a couple of years ago and we had a really crap night. We were in a really like screw the world mood. So that's why we stole them in the first place. Um, and we were literally probably five minutes walk away from the B&B and they gave me a call asking where they were. Oh. And I was like, oh, I played dumb. I was like, oh, there was never any in our room. I, I never saw <gasps> No. So not only um, did you steal them, you knew you stole yeah. them and you lied. You lied, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we still have it. And it probably looks so dodgy because they barely fit in our bags anyway. We only packed for one night with the tiniest backpacks ever. But yeah. Don't they? Still have don't them. you get ratings on Airbnb? So don't they just put a rating down on your profile that says she's a thief? Don't let her stay thief. Thief. Thief and Lyle. <laughs> and a criminal like, record. It's a bed and breakfast, not an Airbnb. So it's before those times. But that's the thing. You've got to you've got to plan your play, guys. You've got to take from the big guns, like the Novotels. You don't take from and an the, Airbnb. And the Hiltons. Yeah, you don't take from a mum and pup Airbnb <laughs> on the hill. You know? In the Scottish Highlands. 
Island. In a Scottish Island, <laughs> exactly. We haven't had customers in 30 years. Great, I'm going to steal the teacher. I'm going to take you for everything yeah. you've got. Our first customers in decades. All right, Elle on 131065, hello. What did you steal from a hotel? Um, it actually wasn't me. I went to uh, like work retreat thing with a colleague and she'd never really been to hotels before and on the last day I was like, you know, I'm going to duck upstairs. and <laughs> I don't even know. Motels maybe, but yeah, I, I was like, I'm going to go and get a few free things from the room before I pack my bag and she was like, yeah, me too. And we came down afterwards. I said, oh, did you get the shampoo and conditioner? And she's like, yeah, and I got the scales and the kettle. Oh. <laughs> what? You just did an appliance shop. I'm going to go take a few free things. I took it's a toaster. Not, stop yeah. JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> What did she just like shove this all in her suitcase? What did you say to her? Well, she like, brought a have, trailer. She brought to, a trailer. You have to give it back. Yeah. Well, she was like, oh, it was like 180 bucks a night for the room. Surely they just get a new toaster every time. Oh, oh no. no. no they don't. Like, That's too far. Yeah, toaster's $100. You guys, you're all criminals. Yeah, I draw the line at white goods, to be honest. That's a good <laughs> Electri- any electrical any electrical goods. All right, Rose, wrap this up for us. What have you taken from a hotel? Well, actually, it wasn't me. It was my five-year-old sister. We were on a holiday in Queensland, and she stole the Bible from the top drawer. <laughs> your five-year-old sister. Yeah, good. She's getting a bit of light reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our parents are super religious, so they all had to send it back to the hotel. They couldn't live with having it. But, <laughs> but also not... the irony of stealing a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> but did she not have her own Bible then? Well, you'd, you'd expect so, but maybe she just, I don't know, that the red one's in those top drawers. Uh, they are appealing. Do you know what we no, did as a kid? You've just, you've just sparked a memory. Yeah. We once wrote naughty things inside a Bible at <gasps> a hotel. Oh. That explains your whole life. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Please absolve me of my sins. It all suddenly makes sense. Ask Uncut. Ask Uncut is a segment that we do. Well, it's not a segment. It's an entire it's a episode. whole episode. It's an episode we do every single Thursday. You guys write in your questions, deepest, darkest, burning questions, and we do our best to answer them. So I have one for you today. Ladies, I need your opinion. Ladies and Mitch, I need your opinion. <laughs> I have a friend that is really flaky. Even if I book things quite far in advance, she tends to bail at the last minute more than half the time. One time I was actually at the cafe that we were meeting at to grab coffee when she texted me with some excuse. Sometimes she has a fair reason. Other times I think it's a total cop-out. She's like this with our other mutual friends too, so I don't think it's necessarily personal. I guess I'm asking, if you have plans with somebody and they cancel on you, but they had a legitimate reason for cancelling, do they still owe you? And what can I say to her if she continues cancelling on me? Oh, this is a hard one because a part of me is like, what's her legitimate reason? You yeah. know, like, is, are her kids in hospital and she had to go? Because, like, no, then obviously you can't hold it against her. Um, I do think that, like, depending on where she's at in her life, there can be a, a, an amount of grace. Like, maybe she is a new mum and yeah. she's struggling with the, the chaos that is this transition in life. Maybe she's not. Maybe she's just in her 20s and she can't be bothered and doesn't care about your time. I think that the circumstances are very important to take into account here. Yeah. That nobody wants to have a friend or be, you know, have a close relationship where they feel like they're not being respected. And at the end of the day, there is a huge lack of respect when you can't organise things or you can't trust that your friends are going to show up when you need them. I mean, 
I'm going to make an assumption here, just from the way it's written. She doesn't have kids. I think this is just two friends hanging out in their 20s or 30s. I feel like she would have said. She would yes. have said. It's yeah. a pretty important piece of information. And I don't think you'd be holding it against her if she did have little kids. But if I have a friend that is perpetually cancelling on me when I'm the one making the plans, I would just stop making the plans. I don't think you need to have a full sit-down intervention with her. Just stop putting in the effort. If you're not getting anything back from a relationship, and ask yourself, are you getting anything back from this relationship? Are you getting anything other than anguish and wasted time and money? Time is a very, very valuable commodity. And if you have already... You've, you've travelled to the cafe, you've been sitting there for however long, you've, oh. you've already lost hours because you could have been doing other work in that time. Nothing worse than being stood up, let alone by a friend. For yeah. me, that is so annoying. So I would just just stop planning. I guess the only thing that maybe, not that I don't agree with you, but I, I think you could try, is like instead of saying don't sort of form an intervention, I don't think you need to have a sit down, but you can talk to your friend. Like your friend's doing something that's upsetting you. You can obviously tell them, you know, I feel like every time we plan something that you cancel on me, and it makes me feel like this. Well, that's I, if she I, can tie her down, if yeah. she can even get her to show up. <laughs> no, I'd just, be, I'd just avoid it. <laughs> oh, I, I think you can have a conversation about it, but, yeah, I, I think you have to do something. Otherwise, you're going to become super resentful and then that's going to be the I'd problem. flake back. I'd just flake back. I'd set organise something. Yeah, I'd set her up then I, and I'd flake on them. An eye for an eye. That's that always healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Very mature of you. And so it makes and twisted. the whole world goes blind, Mitch, Churi, the yep. whole world. Mm-hmm. I'm here for balance. That's my role on the show. <laughs> Bit of balance. Get some, get some new friends. <laughs> We're back. After this, <laughs> but are you guys, of Britain, Laura, fans of the Magic Mike series? Oh, look, f- I mean, I'm not watching it on a Saturday night, but he's a sexy, <laughs> sexy man. Jenny Tatum. Oh, of the, yes. Yeah, it's not so much the plot, really, is it? It's like, <laughs> no, you- it's not why you tune in to, to watch Channing Tatum dance naked. You tune no. in so you watch Channing Tatum dance naked. Yeah, well, like- that's exactly the thing, because uh, they've just finished filming the third movie, and he was on <gasps> Ellen... Like the plot line. How does it have one, two, and three? Tell yeah, me that. I know. We know he's magic and we know his name's Mike. His dancing gets better. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said this on Ellen, right? And it's caused some drama online. Are you getting waxed for it? I am not going to do waxing this time. I think we're going to change with the times. And wow. I don't think... No, you don't need to be naked. Like, not... You don't need to look like a Chinese crested, like, hairless cat or something. Right. You know, to be sexy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a thing of the old. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it's it is it's good looking, you know. I mean, I prefer hairless people, as <laughs> as you know. Um, I do know. But, I do know this. I do but, know this about you. What do we think? A bald Channing Tatum, bald Magic Mike? No, I Ellen DeGeneres is wrong. I am there for a sexy, big, hairy man. I love Ooh. hair. What? Oh, this is boring. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I love hair. I do not want my man to be shaved and waxed and oiled up. Also, I think that there's such an unfair precedent. Like, why do women love hairy men, but men expect women to be shaved? And, like, like there is yeah. an expectation that women have no hair under their arms, downstairs, plucked eyebrows. Sometimes I have to shave my upper lip. Like, there is an <laughs> expectation that we are bald from the eyebrows down. I would be interested to know what the percentage is here, because I think there are a lot of people out there that do love a hairless man like what did he call what kind of cat was it you know those skinless hairless cats like Chinese Egyptian. Christian <laughs> hairless cat. yeah, it was like a sphinx that's how I picture it like a sphinx but I think there's a lot of people that like like smooth and oil up for me it's just like it's not 
it doesn't do it. It's not in, sexy. Well, in heterosexual relationships, I feel like are, are there hairless men in, in the gay world? Hairless men is a, it's a it's a type, but people are really attracted to it. Does it's it have a, a name? But uh, like a twink would be a hairless man, like someone who is completely shaved. But I mean, does Matt does Maddie have Every, bush going on? Well, no. So, Matt likes to clipper and he keeps things very well maintained. He's a well manicured man, but any time that he close shaves his face and walks out of that bathroom, it's like I'm like I feel instantly repulsed. Really? It takes me a moment to like calm down. I'm because I. I I love like he used to when we very first got together he was always clean shaven and then when he grew it out it was kind of I would say oh it looks so sexy I like it when you've got a bit of facial hair so now he keeps a bit of ruggedness but every so often he'll clean shave and I get emotional whiplash from the situation look at the end of the day I will take Channing Tatum any which way he wants and at the end of the day I'm way too lazy and everything's hairy now (laughs) (laughs) this is the Life Uncut radio show (laughs) Brit Hockley and Laura Byrne on Kiss joined now by Married at First site star Ella. Hello Ella, good morning. Hey Ella. How are you feeling now that it's all over? Oh, you know, I mean you guys would get a bit of an understanding and probably been in my shoes. It's a bittersweet. Like I've absolutely loved watching it and seeing all the footage that we miss out on and things that we didn't know that happened. Um, obviously, it's been an emotional ride, to say the least. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about everything. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> when you say, like, watching it back and the things that you mm. didn't know had happened, what was, for you, watching it back, the biggest scandal that kind of came mm. as a surprise? So, well, I mean, obviously, we didn't know about Daniel and Carolina. Yeah, um, that was know, a scandal for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that commitment ceremony when they walked in, that was honestly when we all quite literally saw it for the first time ever and that was a shock. Like that was the biggest scandal that we all probably went through. But also just seeing people's voxies or like we call them voxies, but like, you know, those one-on-one camera interviews, just what people really say, you know, about others and their opinions. And yeah, it's really interesting. I want to know, Ella, what was your genuine, honest feeling there? Was there a part of you that was like, yes, this could actually be real. I'm really here for this. Or was it more deep down being like, okay, this is all right. We might work towards it. But like what level of enthusiasm did you really have? First impressions, physically, completely and utterly attracted to him. But also first impressions was this guy is definitely a f- boy. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Do you think Mitch um, is um, a commitment foe? Because obviously we yeah. saw we saw the final ceremony. Mm. We saw that he, just after all the time in the world, he decided he needed mm. more time to figure out what the hell he wanted. Do you think that yeah. there's just, you know, he's, he's not ready for a relationship? Well, I mean, from the start, that was my main concern. And I did say it throughout, you know, I just don't think he's ready for the level of commitment that I genuinely am and what I came here for. Um, Obviously, he was very sceptical, as we all saw throughout. Like, he didn't want to participate. He was rather negative, you know, on camera. It was hard to work with him. I was like a producer's dream. He was like producer's worst nightmare. So it was really hard to come together for both of us. Um, But, yeah, coming up to Final Vows, I mean, I wasn't surprised, to be honest. I sort of expected it, Um, you know, not making a decision and leaving it open to seeing, you know, maybe what happens once we leave here. Um, And so we did keep that open. You know, I have patience, clearly, and I was, you know, willing to see if he's different on the outside, like he kept saying he was. It's been, like, what, three months since reunion? Reunion was in January, the reunion, obviously, is this coming Sunday, Monday, and there's a lot to unpack at that reunion. You guys, are, like, you're going to die. <laughs> so um, are you together? Because <laughs> I, I feel like there's some avoidance here. <laughs> yeah, so we we did the final vows, 
and ended up spending the next day together in Sydney. I stayed an extra day and we hung out and I ended up going to Queensland for a couple of weeks to spend some time with him. Yeah, reunion, you know, you'll, you've probably seen anyway that we do. I mean, there's been, you know, a few spoilers in leagues. So we, we do come to reunion together, mm. but then there's some bombs dropped. Then the maybe not anymore. Mm. Well, there's a bomb. I there's can't wait some, to see what that bomb is. Yeah, there's a couple of bombs that get dropped at reunion. Yeah, look, it's, I'm in a really hard situation right now to really confirm or deny a lot of things. Yeah. I'm biting my tongue ridiculously. All right, well, Ella, what we've done is we've gone on the internet, we've scoured uh, the, the headlines, the, the write-ups that have been written about you during your time on Married at First Sight. We do a segment on the show called Headlines. We've got uh, a couple of them. We're going to bring them to you, and your job is to debunk whether or not they're true or they're false. You good to stick around, play a round of headlines? Sure. All right, we'll do it next cool. to Life Uncut right around Australia. <laughs> Ella from Married at First Sight is joining us, ladies, and we have a whole bunch of headlines, right? Should we jump in? Ella, this is your opportunity to tell us the truth behind the headline or headlight. All right, Married at First Sight viewers are left disgusted after Ella lasers her husband Mitch's bare bottom and it definitely (sighs) did not need the close-up. Um, true. (laughs) Why Why did you laser his backside? They just, the you know, the producers wanted, they wanted a bit of that action. Obviously, Mitchell <laughs> loves getting naked on camera. That was what he loves doing was getting the rig out. So, yeah. So, did they suggest that to you? Do they say, I've got a fun activity? <laughs> laser yeah. his bum hole. <laughs> yeah, let's laser his bum hole. And I was like, mm, okay. All right. New evidence proves married at first sight. Olivia Fraser was being malicious when she shared Domenica Calaco's nude photo as Dom's closest ally, Ella Ding, speaks out. True. You you were a good ally, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, the cameras don't lie. Like... No, and I think also, like, we've seen... There's been so much commentary that's played out so far in, like, social commentary and people have unpacked the situation to no end. And I think, you know, the more that we look into it, the more that you can see where that maliciousness comes from. It was a a bloody mean thing to do. Yeah. If Olivia... If it didn't... If it came from somebody else, then it probably wouldn't look malicious because Olivia and Dom obviously had their feuds, their drama, their beef. So because it came from Olivia... And the way she went about it, the way she showed everyone but me, like, if she didn't, if she was concerned about it coming out, she could have come and told me and then I could have told Dom. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things, so many different ways it could have been handled. Ella, I heard a rumour that the real relationship that's come out of Married at First Sight is actually your mum and Dom's mum. <laughs> is this true? Have they become best friends and they're doing, like, little trips together? <laughs> It's pretty cute. Like, Dom and I, I mean, we sort of said to each other, we're like, if we get on like this, our parents are going to get on. Like, they're going to love each other if we have bonded like this. So Dom and her mum flew down to Melbourne. We all had dinner. We all hung out. We watched the episode together. And, you know, my parents are coming up to Sydney next weekend and we're all hanging out again. Like, it's... (laughs) The, the friendship is so much more than just what we've made on the show. It really is. So oh, this is the it's, real. This is yeah. the real wholesome romance, real or marriage. wholesome love yeah. story we need to hear. <laughs> just doesn't make us good TV, Actually, does it? There's no. the cheating and scandals and the, the laser in the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ella, we love watching you on our tellies, and we can't wait for the reunion happening. Yes, yeah, Sunday and Monday, we'll, we'll watch you then. Yeah. Thanks for coming oh, on the show. It's going to be saucy. Thanks, Thanks so Ella. Much for me, guys. Thanks. That's almost it from us, guys. That is. Is Ursula the guest on the podcast this week? It is. We have an awesome interview. Dog vomit and all and it is with <laughs> Ursula Carlson she is in the comedy show that's coming up in Melbourne but she goes into so much she talks about her childhood and she's had a very 
she had a very colourful life. She had a very yeah. difficult childhood, I would say. But this is just so much about her life, her experiences, why she got into comedy, how she had a career change. It's a great well, interview. She's gay. She's got a wife and kids. Yeah, yeah she does. It is. It's a really deep, beautiful interview. But can I just say, I was in hysterics within two minutes. It is so funny. I guarantee you guys, you are going to absolutely wet your pants. So that is coming up on Tuesday, Life Uncut Podcast. And that is it. Please tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your dog, tell your friends and share the love because we love love. Missed any of the Life Uncut radio show with Britt Hockley and Laura Benz? Hear it in the Catch-Up podcast on iHeartRadio.